Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm -hmm. I saw pandemic rage for the first time. Mm -hmm. You're infecting my air. Put a mask on. You're infecting my air. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, it's me, Dan. Can I grind against you? That's what I do when I go to concerts. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Better put that out. There's a fire ban in Ontario. I'm like, can we not just go to the backyard for five minutes? Mm -hmm. Where did they find this? I didn't see this. I don't look up fire bans. I just like fires. Mm -hmm. You're seeing shirtless men everywhere. And my mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's down at the Costco. Who's going to stop her, Sean? Who's going to stop her? Oh, it's not legal. <laughs> It's just in poor taste. Mm -hmm. Now that we are supposed to touch our face, that's all I want to do. I know, and I want to touch your face. Mm -hmm. Wash your hands, wipe your bum. And they <laughs> say, it's not in the wrong order. And I say, you do you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kids, watch this. How dare you litter? You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Hey, welcome to the JNM podcast. Uh, we live in such a different time right now. We're doing this Skype and it's on my phone. And I always check my phone to check the date because I would say for this date, April 10th, whatever. I have no clue what the date was. So I just had to Google it real quick. It's Monday, April 13th because I can't get to my phone because we're doing the Skype from the phone. Eh, anyway. Well, you're really, you'd think that working from home would would alleviate some of your stress but just judging from the recap from last week it seems like if anything your stress levels have gone through the roof considerably and yes my stress level because i heard on that recap my audio was so bad because i was using my my fake eye ear pods as uh, a cat on the stove um using my fake ear pods and this the sound was bad so now i've gone to the 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 ones that come with your phone plugged right into the phone. So is my audio better? It sounds good to me. Stoff, you're the judge. Coming nice and clear here. There's Ginny. Ginny, the cat's behind me right now. Ginny, the, the little scene cat. I will say that... Meow. I've really noticed is that you are... I had cats uh, with my first wife uh, years ago, and our cats never crawled around on our kitchen counters and stove. Oh, no, they aren't like supposed your... to. They aren't supposed to because, yeah. Jenny, get down. Oh, 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 she fell in the sink. Oh, <laughs> she's gone down the sink. She's down the drain. She's going down the drain. Yeah. So. Cute little kitty. Uh, how old is Jenny? Jenny's, uh, how old are you? She says a uh, year and a half, maybe. This has been Cat Talk with Jay and Dan. We're going insane. Stop, are you wearing a Jaws t-shirt? Yes, I am. Oh, you can tell from that angle. Yeah, cool t-shirt, man. Cool t-shirt. I like you, that. I still love Stoff's shot with the blurred background. Man, it's a mute. You never know what's going on back there. How, how was everyone's Easter? Yeah, mine was great. Stoff, did you do a big ham? or? Uh... No, nothing uh, too special. Nothing in particular. You could have done a, did you do a hammy? What did you do? Uh, nothing. We drove down to my parents and visited them from the driveway. 
Oh, a lot of that stuff yeah. going on. My my dad had his 70th birthday a week and a half ago, and they live in like a, a like a seniors gated community in Kelowna, and everybody brought their lawn chairs and uh, sort of had them on the edge of the driveway, but they were six feet apart from each other. So the shot was amazing. Like it was like my parents at the top of the driveway near their door, and then like you know. 30 other people spread out over the or along the road in their lawn chairs. And I just thought like, how do you have conversation? Are you yelling at each other? Like Dale, oh, <laughs> happy birthday. All right. We're going back in now. This is terrible. And, and if they posted a picture of that, people would be like, you can't do that. This is definitely. This is a, just when they got back from Palm Springs. So maybe a week after the Rudy Gobert thing. So yeah, I don't know if you, if you could do it now, but they were, I mean, legitimately they were that far apart from each other. But all I could think of was, can you imagine if you could go back in time to even February and say to my dad, Hey dad, you want to see a picture of what your 70th birthday party is going to look like? Here it is. And then he would be like, what the f is going on here? Like what's everyone doing? Why are we outside in lawn chairs spread apart like this? But can I also point out, um, if I could <laughs> done that from my 40th birthday, where I had lunch alone at a restaurant in L.A. I could have said the same thing. If I, if I looked three months into the future, I couldn't have predicted that. I didn't realize you had lunch alone. <laughs> where were we? What were we? No, we worked that, we worked that night. Oh. I just God. went for lunch. I just was saying that. It was very peaceful, though. It was at the, the, the Ritz in uh, Marina Del Rey in L.A. looking over the water. Right. Oh, oh, nice and, 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 um, because I think they felt really bad. I went there for a very specific menu item. It was like mushroom risotto that is unreal and it wasn't on the menu. And I, I said to the lady, I'm like, I'm having lunch for my birthday. Any chance they can cook that up? She goes back to the kitchen. She goes, yes, they're going to cook it up for you. So I got an off menu item for my birthday because of their pity. Oof, that's pretty sad. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe we haven't uh, we haven't had this brought up before. Did you think about I don't know, like maybe treating yourself to some, like going to? Do, why didn't you take the night off that night? I'm surprised you didn't take the night off. Nah. Well, we always made fun of Donovan McNabb because they gave him the night off one night. We're like, why is Donovan not here? And they're like, ah, it's his birthday. We gave him the night. I'm like, what? It's, we're adults. Yeah. Yeah, Donovan played by a different set of rules, both <laughs> on the field and in his broadcasting career. And unfortunately, in other aspects of his personal life, too. But um, yeah, no, it, uh, when you think about it, you should get your birthday off from work. You know, you really should. That should be like a, a, a nationwide thing. Just birthday, take the day off, pal. Why not? And again, I've said this before, if I'm elected prime minister, so you'll have your birthday off. And one paycheck per year, you pay no income tax. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like I, one paycheck. Idea. That's a very um, electable what, that's, campaign that's my, slogan. One paycheck O'Toole. Yeah, one check O'Toole. I like it. I like why it. Not, eh? Well, I've always said, I think that you should run for office when your broadcasting career is done. And judging by where we're currently broadcasting our television show, there is a good chance that our broadcasting career is done. But um, <laughs> if it is still going, that's good. But if it's not, I love the idea of you running for office. You're a man of the people. 
You, uh, you start as an MP out in uh, the Kawartha Lakes region, and you, uh, you just uh, ride that wave right to the top, right to the Prime Minister's office, 24 Sussex. Oh, and I've already got it. Yeah, I've got it planned out because I want to. And when people ask me questions, I'm not going to tiptoe around pretending I know what the topic is. I, I'm going to say, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, but I've got people that do. Yeah, I'm not- My name's Dan O'Toole, and I support this ad. I'm not sure that's. I'm not sure that's gonna. I mean, that might work once. That might work once or twice. That might that would be like charming and endearing, for sure. Like once, but if you kept going back to the well, like every press conference, there'd be two or three questions where you're like, again, I don't know that one. But no, I but I here. I know how I take the questions. <laughs> Sally from the CBC. Yada yada yada. No clue. Jimmy Global. No idea. <laughs> I always wondered if I was a professional athlete, like, can you imagine, like, you ever have dreams of like, maybe grandeur? Absolutely. (laughs) All the time. But do you ever have a dream, like, say that you get invited to like, say a leaf practice and it's kind of like a David Ayers thing. And they see that you're playing goalie and they're like, wow, Tulsi's pretty good. And we don't really have a backup, you know, a solid backup right now. Let's let him go in. And then you become like a star and all of a sudden, you're playing NHL hockey at the age of 44, and you are a star. Now, here's what happens. Then you get into the scrums. Okay, now you're in the scrums. I always thought to myself, if I was in that situation, every question, I would address the person by name and screw up all the clips, right? <laughs> so I'd be like, yes, uh, Siegel. Yes, go. Uh, Mark Masters. Yes, a question <laughs> from you. And then, you know, he'd ask the question. I'd be like, well, you know, Mark, here's the deal. Uh, the defense was terrible tonight. Riley was garbage. Uh, so, Mark, that's really what happened there. So I keep throwing in the names of the reporters to screw up everyone's <laughs> clips so they could only use the clips that I specifically addressed the reporters in. This is the kind of time I've had on my hands, guys, to think about these types of See, things. I would have gone different. If I went back, I'd throw meatballs into every answer. Oh, you got to like the meatballs on that guy. And then they're like, why is he always saying meatballs? And then that'd be my thing. Meatballs yeah. O'Toole. Yeah, that's what they'd be calling you. They'd be like, and in goal. I wish Andy Frost was still the P- PA guy for the Leafs. And in goal, number 42, Meatballs O'Toole. <laughs> it would get to the point where you're like Chico Resch, where your name was your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, speaking of meatballs, I think I've said this before. I have a friend, Joe Paris, from, uh, from my hometown of Peterborough. And my, we had a house party when my parents were away, as you do. Um, and someone had gone in to the, the fridge and taken out, like, my mom's lasagna and made a mess. And there's, like, a meatball on the floor. I'm like, so I come out. Everyone's, like, in the living room. I'm like, who the F's eating spaghetti? Like, there's meatballs on the floor. And then my one buddy threw a meatball at me. So, and that would be Joe. So for, to this day, he and I, I call each other Meatball. Like, hey, Meatball. <laughs> so he just went and he's like, I'm hungry. Hey, some pasta. Oh, well, yeah. Good. You go to a house party, you always look for food. Really did that. But as yeah, a teenager, as a teenager. <laughs> I was looking for booze. I was always like, where's the, where's the liquor cabinet? Where can, what can we raid here? We're not only ruining this person's home. How can we steal all their booze? <laughs> hey, speaking of food, um, we discussed this over the weekend because I was uh, texting you um, 
to see if the Easter Bunny came. And I revealed to you that my Easter dinner, as I mentioned on our TV show Monday night, very different Easter for everyone. Don't see your friends. You don't see your family. You, you probably don't have like maybe money to get like a big turkey or you couldn't get in the grocery store. I tried to get a turkey on Sunday or no, on Saturday. The lineup was like 30 people deep. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. So I said, kids, we had a, a frozen lasagna in the freezer. It's lasagna for Easter. So a, some new traditions. Maybe, maybe it's a new tradition. Maybe that's what the Italians do. You know, they throw down a lasagna, probably frozen. Uh, I don't know. I, we also had Italian. We had spaghetti meatballs. My wife made uh, homemade meatballs for the first time. I got to say they were delicious. My wife. And uh, I got to say, I really liked it. I'm not, I'm not like, I like a ham at Easter, but I'm not like craving a ham at Easter. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a craveable thing. I know you love ham tools that you grew up on a pig farm. Ham, to me, in that form is not as good as say bacon or pork chops oh my kids hate the ham that, that was the other saving grace they're like i'm like lasagna they're like yeah no problem yeah and I, I, I got it from this like country butcher shop that i'd never been to before bought it and drove by today and the guy's locking up the shop i pull over i said that lasagna delicious hey come on into the meat i didn't house. say it that way <laughs> hey your lasagna hey it's me Donato. <laughs> you made for me oh, perfecto. and the chicken pot pies Mwah! i went and got the week's worth of groceries holy <laughs> i'm spending a lot on food um but the the thing that they're out of now flour hmm interesting i blame natasha staniszewski yeah she's always big. <laughs> Boy, she you know if anyone could thrive during this covid pandemic it would be natasha staniszewski because she had her own little home baking show going on the interwebs, and there's no reason why she couldn't keep that bad boy going now. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait till this is all over and she has a house party. People go to open the door. She's like, no, 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 not that door. Just flower behind yeah. every door. She's a flower hoarder. <laughs> Staniszewski at your local uh, Loblaws just loading up on uh, Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Natasha, you really need this much flour? Go f*** yourself! But no, they have a, Whip it up Wednesday. They had a sign at the store saying one bag of flour per family, so she'd have to come back in disguise. You have, like, the Groucho Marx glasses and nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one flour, please. I'd like one flour. <laughs> uh, were you, aren't you Natasha Staniszewski? No, I'm famed silent film star Groucho Marx. Is he dead? Just package up my flower, please. See you, see you in an hour. I mean, never. I mean, next week. <laughs> but, sir, you get the flower from the shelf and bring it to us. You don't order from us. This is not a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, I, we should have Natasha on and see how she's doing. I, I haven't talked to too many of our other our fellow anchors, to be perfectly honest. Other than Duffy, we talk to all the time, but I, I haven't talked to. I wonder how everyone else is doing. If they're just hanging out, I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> I won't get a hold of them. Hey, they, they haven't reached out to me, so why are we reaching out to them? Hey, we like them all. We like them all, but it's just. 
And you got other stuff on the go. Who do you have a beef with, Dan, on our staff currently? I think I this actually, is the perfect time. We talked about this before. I've got zero with anyone. We actually yeah, work I, with we work with some good people. We, all of them. They're all good people. I but yeah, we when people say, All right, who's we'll go to an event and people are like, All right, who's you know, what's this person like this person? I'm like, they're all nice. They're all <laughs> really nice. There's not a bad apple in the bunch. Right? But when we do the events on stage, we <laughs> say the opposite. Yeah, like we ham it up. Usually we make things up about our fellow anchors. Really nasty stuff, too. Um, if you'd like to hire us uh, for your next event in 2023, uh, just go check our website, jayanddan.com. We should also mention, Dan, that we are back on in the morning on our television show this week, which is very exciting. Yes, it's very confusing for my mom. She can't find it, so hopefully she'll find it Tuesday morning. TSN 4 and 5 is my understanding. So basically the way it always was, we were always on TSN 4 and 5. We're going to be on those channels all morning long. You can just enjoy the hilarity. So, uh, guys, you have to judge. It's guaranteed a good time. You have to judge whether I'm going to (laughs) create. What was that? What was that? (laughs) That was Dan saying it's guaranteed a good time. Can we hear it again? Our CKDJ drop. It's guaranteed a good time. Okay, it's, it's better now. Guaranteed a good time. I thought it was guaranteed to be a good time. That was just guaranteed a good time. So <laughs> here's what I started to do. Uh, I was cutting something in the basement the other day, and a little piece the size of a dice dropped off the end. I'm like, playfully, I'm like, ah, I should make some dice. I'm now obsessed with making dice. These these are wooden dice, so this one's not painted or anything. I don't know if you can see here. So have I gone crazy? So, stupid question, how do you make dice? Do you, you just sand it down? What do you so, do? You, you cut it, like I, I cut them close to the size, and then I sand it until it's even on all sides, but I'm having a problem with making the actual numbers on there because it's a very intricate process. Anyway, I've gone insane. And how, like, aren't they supposed to be, like, weighted and everything? Like- well, these aren't going to be into gameplay, but I think... Quickly, if you show this one here to someone, I could say, hey, I found this. This is an old antique wooden die. You'd go for it, right? Oh, yeah. I'd buy that 100%. Yeah, me too. Me so too. that's my goal is to trick antique shops. Hey, I found this. <laughs> <laughs> the antique trickster. That could be a new show. <laughs> There's a big golden one. I don't know if you noticed, but I've left. I'm not, I haven't left the call, but I've gone to the kitchen to get some more wine here. Um, our, should we call up our guest, though? Yeah, sure. Go. You want to show off your dice? Uh, <laughs> you can't even see them. I was just trying to get your take on them, which you didn't provide any. You should see if Dolzato wants to buy one. Well, I thought they were pretty, pretty, um, how do I say? They seemed like a rough draft of dice. Oh, again, <laughs> I, I, this is, this is like day two. That's two days worth. So by the end of this, I'm going to have around 100. And uh, my daughter, Sydney, she said, you're really into that. I said, I'm not going to stop until I make the perfect one. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You need something to do. I, why would, would you maybe think uh, with your woodworking skills, maybe you make a birdhouse or something? Uh, oh, I have zero. That's the thing. I have zero woodworking skills. This is zero. Zero. Uh, well, maybe. What? He's wearing a suit. Like what the <laughs> I thought I'd treat. I thought I'd treat you guys. You know, I've been in sweatpants for four weeks now. Wow! You're welcome. You're welcome. 
I got sweatpants on though. Come it's on, Michael guys. Michael Delzato joining us from his um, Oakville retreat. Tobacco, 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 Mance. Michael, I gotta say, your shot—you could be on TSN right now. You got the bookshelf <laughs> in the background. You, you like that? Jacket. You look like a hockey insider. You, we we could hire you in a second. One small problem. We have no money. There are no sports left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it for free, unfortunately. Just for you guys, though. I enjoy talking to you guys. You guys are hilarious. I love watching you guys. So thanks for having me. So what have you been doing? So you, you made it back to Canada. Um, yeah. So you, uh, you were stuck in the States, but now um, you're back. What have you been doing? Uh, I've been trying to stay busy, trying to keep, uh, keep my routine. I'm going to bed. This is past my bedtime. I'm usually in bed by nine every night up at six, uh, working out first thing in the morning. Uh, I just find, uh, I took a little bit of time off and I find without the working out, it just, my mind wasn't right. So I've been working out every morning, which helps out the rest of the day. Uh, a ton of cooking, uh, a lot of healthy baking, which is new for me. Um, been doing some online classes, learning how to speak Italian again, um, a ton of music too. Uh, every Friday, I'm going on uh, Instagram Live. I'm doing a live DJ set from from my kitchen or from my uh, dining room table. Sorry, and I'm trying to raise money for uh, for families that are in need right now. Oh, that's that is awesome. fantastic. The the baking thing intrigues me, Michael, because we were just talking. Our fellow anchor Natasha Stanishevsky is a fantastic baker, and she does a a segment on her uh, social media. Uh, Whip It Up Wednesday, she calls it. I like the idea of a collab between you and her, uh, baking something together, perhaps. Maybe it's an Instagram Live. You do the double box thing. You guys each take an ingredient and you go for it. Maybe it's a competition or something, a cooking challenge. I love that. Um, I haven't baked before, so I, I've gotten into it because it takes a little bit of time. It kills the day up a bit. Uh, but I've added some kind of healthier ingredients because without – skating and working out as much now i'm i'm worried i'm gonna blow up so i'm trying as best i can to eat as well as i can and eat uh as least as possible as well here's the problem i have with baking so when you're like cooking dinner you can you can fix a mistake in baking you can't it's you you screw up one little thing or screw up the a sequence or the order it's supposed to go in and then it's ruined i hate it I baked uh, this black bean brownie the other day, and I was in a rush. I don't even—I mean, I don't know what I was rushing for. Like, I don't know what I, was, I had to do, but I was in a rush for some reason. I forgot to add the eggs in it, and it came out, and it was atrocious. I threw it out <laughs> right away, and I have to start over from scratch. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, so, frustra it's frustrating, but again, now is the time to perfect it because, uh, I mean, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and you said you're you're trying to learn Italian again. So, so take us through your, your, your family's obviously Italian, but uh, like, did your grandparents speak Italian to you as a kid? And then you kind of lost it by not speaking it? As no, much? I mean, I know all the swear words. That's about it. Uh, but <laughs> I was, I was lucky growing up. I actually had my, my dad's parents live with us. And then my aunt and uncle lived next door with my other grandparents. So super, super close Italian family. Uh, but my grandparents spoke English, so I was really fortunate, uh, fortunate or unfortunate, I guess, depends on how you look at it. I wish I learned. Um, we're planning on going to Italy. We were supposed to go uh, this summer. Obviously, that's not happening. Uh, but hopefully next summer. Uh, it was my mom's 60th this summer, so we're going to do a family trip. So ideally, if I can pick up as much as I can to uh, allow me to, um, I guess, adapt or 
uh, get more involved in the culture there, I think would be uh, pretty cool. So what is your Easter dinner? Because Jay and I, we earlier spoke, uh, I had lasagna for Easter dinner. Jay had spaghetti and meatballs. As an Italian, what is your Easter dinner? I haven't had Easter dinner since I was probably 14, 14 or 15. Um, so I honestly don't even know what it is, but I was lucky enough. My mom, my parents dropped, my, dropped by my place and my mom made her famous uh, homemade pizza. So I, she left it on my front steps. Uh, it's prosciutto and goat cheese. Ooh. It's, it's oh, man. It's all, all, all my buddies uh, wait all summer for the invite to come over when my mom comes and make that. It's a so where, where do you get the prosciutto? Uh, my grandpa makes it. Oh, Whoa, what? My one grandpa that's still uh, the only grandparent I have left over. Yeah, he still makes prosciutto, salami, uh, his own wine, vinegar. Oh, oh yeah. He's got the huge oh, garden. Man. Yeah, we were spoiled, uh, pretty spoiled growing up. My, both my parents worked, so if they weren't around for dinner, I had either one of my uh, my nonas to cook for me. So it was, uh, it was a treat. And Nana, that's pretty good. Just to say, I was a little chubby as a kid. <laughs> well, Gene Oretta, Gene Oretta made some uh, some sauce this uh, past. When when do you make it? He, well, Whenever he, you make this, like around August, Michael. You know, like when the tomatoes yeah. are good and yeah. everybody makes the sauce, right? And the it was the best sauce I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, Gino made a nice sauce in the garage. I gotta say, I gotta. Is say. he made wine too, or is just a sauce guy? I don't know. I'm not sure I'd trust Gino's wine, um, but I definitely <laughs> trust his sauce. <laughs> my, my grandpa's hilarious. Like we, we'd be having like a big dinner and, you know, I'd bring over like a nice bottle of Amarone or something and he'd slam his wine on the table and you'd try to offer him some of the, what you would call me a more expensive good stuff. And he just, he gives you the hand. He goes, oh, that's, he goes, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> so he's, He's pretty proud of his own uh, his own product. So now that you come back in and you have a bottle of that after you obviously had some nice wine, obviously, um, how does it taste now that you have a better palate? Um, I, I like it because I, I grew up with that. Right. So I, more than anything, it, you relive your childhood memories. It's more the experience of the wine, not so much the taste. Um, his vinegar, though, I do swear by as well as. His frittata is as good as it gets, and his meatballs. So he does. Aside from the wine, he's got he's got some amazing recipes, and it's impossible to to replicate. He's like a one man Italian deli. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's got the big power barrel on him too. He's a typical Italian. <laughs> Everything just deep fried. It, it takes. Oh yeah. So yeah, what it's did... tough to get off the toilet later at night though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That thing so you're stockpiling all the TP. That's that's the yeah, person exactly. you've got it all. Use it all. I gotta use the towels after those meals. <laughs> hey, so where did you have a plan? Where were you gonna go in Italy? Uh, we were supposed to do the Amalfi Coast. Um, so me and my parents, my brother and his wife. Uh, we did uh, Greece and Italy two summers ago for my dad's 60th, uh, which was pretty epic. Um, we had an awesome time. So like. You know, typical mother. She wanted one on my dad, so we we're planning on doing all feed. But uh, so, how many times? Amazing. How many times have you been? Italy. I, that was the only time I've been. We did oh, okay. uh, Rome. Yeah, Rome, Florence, uh, Cinque Terre, and uh, and that's it. Yeah, I love traveling. Uh, I travel as much as I can. Like every All Star break, uh, I go away. Like this past one, I actually went to Hawaii by myself, uh, being the only single guy, no one to go away with. Uh, <laughs> so it was pretty. Uh, it was actually. It was enjoyable and it was nice to, 
you kind of go away. I'm, I'm very much a planner. Like I have everything, um, you know, to the bathroom break planned in my schedule, my itinerary. And I had no plan. I flew there, I had a hotel and that was it. So the first day I ended up getting, uh, uh, pretty banged up on the Mai Tais. I met a bunch of people. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm on a catamaran sunset cruise with 20 people I've never met. Uh, next next day, I went on a hike with uh, this couple that just moved there from San Diego. He joined uh, the Navy. It's a super, super sweet couple. And then uh, the following day, I just kind of woke up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go skydiving. And I went uh, skydiving by myself. I have, you know, pictures and videos from that, which was uh, probably the coolest experience of my life. So, Michael, you just described that's how I vacation. I just go and have no plan. Isn't it way better than having every single minute mapped out? Uh, I think having a little middle ground would be nice. because No, no. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to a place that you don't know, the last thing you want to do, I'm a big believer. I want to, There's so many places I want to travel. So if I go somewhere, I want to do it right the first time because hopefully it's the only time I go there. So the last thing you want to do is when you leave and be like, oh, you know, I forgot okay, this. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes, right. sense. Like, that makes sense, yeah. You know, there's a couple of things that you have to do when you go to certain places. Um, so I think having that and then just getting lost. Uh, I went to Portugal a couple of years ago, me and my buddy, that's what we said, right? Just getting lost in the city, I think is the coolest thing because that's the way you get to know some of the locals and you just let the day take wherever, uh, wherever it may be. So, Michael, are you, when hockey's over for you, is, is Etobicoke where you're going to hang your hat? Are you going to retire there? It's a perfect scenario for me right now with my parents being in Toronto. Um, I train with Matt Nickel over at St. Mike's. I've been there five, six years. He's, he's the absolute best. Uh, my buddy's here. Um, but getting a taste of California this year, uh, being in warm weather throughout the winter, there's, um, that's special. You know, I've never had that in... It's definitely something to say about happiness every day, you know, no matter what happens uh, at the rink or whatever your job may be. I think being able to come outside and it's 20 degrees, 70 degrees, depends where you are. Um, Here's what you do. Sunny every day. You, you, you cannot, you cannot yeah, do that. Yeah. You it's pretty good. You get the house right next to Scotty Upshaw when you retire, and boom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. There'd be a lot of noise coming. <laughs> right. Hopefully, by the time I'm retired, I'm not still single. I got a wife and some kids, and that's definitely not going to be the place to be. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like it's you. You get a taste of it, and you. I. You know, when we first came back from living in LA. I was uh, I was so soft. I mean, I'm soft to begin with, but you, you you soften up in the winter down there, and then you come back. And the first couple of winters were brutal back here. I thought just because you're just I not used. Back, to it. Yeah, I came back here. It was middle or end of March, whatever it was, and same thing. It was I don't know five degrees, and it, it felt like minus twenty to me. It's amazing how quickly <laughs> you soften up because you're just used to the warm weather. Um, but going back to your point about Etobicoke, and, and for me, New York is. I don't know if just because I, I started playing there at 19 and at that age, you're kind of a sponge and soak everything in New York to me. There's just something about that city. Every time I go there, the energy there, uh, it brings out the best in me. It feels like home to me. Who is it's your the, best? Yeah. Who is your best teammate on the Rangers? Your favorite. As far as what hockey or off the ice? Just anything like it. Just like, like one guy, like, okay, if there's one person I call on that team, who would it be? Um, probably Zuccarello. Like my last year or two there, we were we were really close. We did everything together. Um, just 
so much fun to be around all the time making jokes uh there's never a dull moment with that guy uh, i've traveled with him so we, we've uh he's just a guy you want to be around at all times because you never have a bad day do you still have a place there and when can i use it <laughs> uh i do not my brother and his wife live there uh they would love to have you um <laughs> they're, they're actually expecting uh their first i have a nephew on the way now uh, oh, nice uh two or three weeks thank you yeah really excited um nerve-wracking too with obviously what's going on and how crazy it is in that city uh scary time but um you know they're they're doing well how are they coping can, can they get out they go out for walks, that's it. Walks in, gro- in the grocery store. Um, they try to grocery shop once a week just to minimize contact, obviously, with other people. But uh, they go on their walks and uh, they're working out from home every day. They're pretty, um, they're pretty driven too. It's, uh, they got the, the Del Zotto genes where we're, uh, we're pretty motivated, pretty driven people. So they're, uh, they're staying positive, which is great. So what do you guys, what is your, daily contact with the NHLPA or the NHL. Are you guys getting daily emails? Are you guys getting texts? Do you have a representative says, okay, here's the contingency plan, or you guys go a couple days without hearing anything? Yeah, we get, uh, we get daily emails from the team. Uh, we have our, our representatives as well. There's not a whole lot of information. You might get something worthwhile maybe once a week. Just be, It's impossible to plan. Like, who knows? what's going to happen. Um, and as much as we want the season back, we want the playoffs back, we want someone to win a Stanley Cup, um, this is so much bigger than hockey. And you you hear, you read and hear the, the tragic stories every single day. And it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking, right? So as much as we want to get back to our jobs, as you guys want to get back to yours, and there's billions of, of other people who do as well, it's, this is, this is normal life right now. And, um, Trying to ensure everyone's safety is uh, is a number one priority. And um, you know, today on our TV show, we had uh, Drew Doughty actually just coming out and frankly saying, "I don't think there's going to be a season. I think the season's over." Like this is the one of the first times I've heard a player of his caliber, especially, yeah. say something like that. Um, do do you feel that way? Have you talked to fellow teammates? Do, is there one way or another that you guys are leaning when it comes to I, the season that we're playing? I definitely side with Drew. I don't know if he's saying just a season or playoffs. Um, I think that I, I'm not sure. He's in a different position. I'm in a different position. We're not playoff teams. Um, so I just don't see how the season is back, uh, gets back up and running. But, you know, if you're on a playoff team and you're, trying to make a Stanley Cup run, you're obviously wanting the season, um, you know, back because you just don't know when you'll get another chance to win it. Right. And, and I respect that side of it. I understand that side of it as well. So, um, I side with both sides. It's, uh, again, it's a lot bigger than hockey, but, um, you know, sometimes it's tough to see that when guys are, you know, you're trying to live out your childhood dreams and win a Stanley Cup. So it's, um, sometimes hard to look, uh, look away from that. Is it is it crazy to when you're going to look back in your career and if the season's canceled, you're going to be in one of those seasons where it's not played because of pandemic? <laughs> um, I want to say it's it's cool, but I mean you could live telling your your grandchildren that that you live during a I guess a historic moment or a historic pandemic depends how you want to look at it. Um, it's it's interesting, uh, kind of sucks in a way, but if there is no season, I guess. Um, 
you know, being a member of that Stanley Cup team, I guess we're still Stanley Cup champions, so it's kind of cool too, right? Probably the, uh, to be back to back champions, I guess. I'm not sure how you can how you'd look at that. Who is yeah, your pick okay. right that's now? A, yeah. that, that's why the Raptors. That's what everyone says about the Raptors, Mike. Yeah, there's that cool stat about uh, Toronto winning championships, and then the following year there was uh, none awarded. It was actually a pretty interesting stat. It goes to the Toronto curse. Um, but Dan, to answer your question, my pick. Um, that's a tough one, a uh, really tough one. It, it's it's really a free for all this year. You know, there is Tampa's such a great team, but after last year, it's really hard to to go with them. Um, I like St. Louis again. Um, it's I, honestly, I, I don't have a team. I, I really don't. I think it's going to be. I think someone might uh, surprise the team. It's just this year is just so even. You don't know what can happen. And all these teams and that's that the beauty I- of our sport, right? And that's that's what I love our sport the most is on any given night in the regular season, and then obviously come playoff time, you have no idea who's going to win. And that's you know with basketball last year with Toronto was great, but come playoff time until you get to playoffs, you have your two three teams in each conference that you know are going to be there at the end of the year. And um, I, I it's without the the hard salary cap. Um, you know, it's tough to get behind a sport like that. And that's just my eyes. I love every sport. I love watching sports. But to me, that's the beauty of hockey is you have no idea who's going to win. I it's just so lo- funny. Oh, you, sorry. You Go guys, ahead. Was, no, sorry. I was just going to say to Michael, you guys last year, to me, that broke the mold of all rebuilding forever. Because you guys being in last place in the league in January and then winning the cup. To, to me, it's like, well, then why rebuild ever? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, a great example, too, is look at the Rangers this year. Everyone, you know, they were rebuilding. Um, they're supposed to be rebuilding. They're a great hockey club. They're fun to watch. They work their tails off. Obviously, they have a great coach. They're buying into the system. They have a ton of talent. Um, and, and that's a team they're rotating three goalies, like kind of very un, um, unusual for, for hockey. Very, very unusual. But the new re uh, rebuilding to retooling, um, you know, hats off to them. They've done an incredible job. And that just goes to show if you have, it's not always having, just having a Connor McDavid, McDavid certainly helps, but having a team that uh, works well together, works for each other and, and is committed to playing uh, a certain system in the right way. It's, it's amazing uh, what can happen. And yeah. obviously a good goaltending, which is the key to any, any good team. Well, yeah, you can look at so many teams, fan bases, where they can say, this was our year. Even the freaking Flyers. Like, the <laughs> Flyers have have a couple of runs of, like, close to nine, ten wins in a row, don't they? And yeah. they were right there. They were about to surpass the Capitals if they won a few more. They were a point behind the Caps when this all paused. Yeah, they, that would have been, I don't know if you can call them a dark horse, that would have been my team that um, they were definitely peaking at the right time. Yeah. Um, the only thing there is with a, a younger goaltender, playoffs is just different. It's a different game. But right. up front, like that that group they have up front is, uh, pro- I think, probably the deepest deepest forward group in the league. Wouldn't, wouldn't a young goalie, I think, always be perfect in that situation because he doesn't have a chance to think about it? Yeah, going into it a little bit naive and just, and just playing. But once the nerves come in, in Philadelphia, too, if they lose one or two and he lets a couple soft ones in, that's not a very forgiving fan base. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. It could be quite quite cruel there. So, I, I mean, you, could argue, you can argue both ways, though. 
Um, okay, switching it up. You, you mentioned the three goalies in uh, New York, and so Henrik Lundqvist. Can you just get tell us a little bit about Hank? Like, and sometimes I just think of that guy, and I think, is that guy that is he have the greatest life, or has he lived the greatest life ever? I mean, he doesn't have the cup, but he, he has everything else. He definitely has everything else. The perfect hair. I, I've never seen a guy uh, dress as well as he does for practice. He'll come to practice in like a three-piece. I'm like, dude, where are you going? But but it was it was eye-opening for me because I you know at that time you know I was still 19 when I first played with them. You go to the rink in sweatpants, you just be casual. And this guy looked like a supermodel every single day, and it, it was it was amazing. But that's. Uh, you just learn like that's how he carried himself. He was it didn't matter if you saw one person, a million people. He always carried himself that way and held himself to a higher standard. And it was uh, I mean, amazing to see every day. But him as a goaltender, probably to this day, still the most competitive guy I've ever played with or against in practice. He would not want to let in one single goal. I'd celebrate every time I scored on him because it didn't happen often. And he'd always fire a puck at you afterwards. Like he was a bit of a psychopath when it came that way. But he uh, he is so competitive, um, hilarious. So whenever he uh, he loses, I don't know if he still does it. Whenever he lost in a shootout, um, he'd come back in, and, and the soap dispenser in the in the showers did not stand a chance every single time. If it was a shootout loss, that thing was just smashed to pieces on the bottom of the shower floor. It was like so his thing. He he's a ranger le- legend. Is Adam Graves, I've met Adam Graves like a couple times, and just the aura that guy puts off, Yeah, is he maybe the greatest Ranger of all time? Uh, he is the nicest human being ever, ever. And I'll leave it at that. The nicest human being you'll ever meet. And wow. anyone who's met him, anyone who's met him will, will say the same thing. The nicest Dude. human. He's the uh, guy that you want, you want your daughter to marry. Yeah. yeah, Mark Messier has something to say to you, uh, Dan, about uh, being the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that's, I know. That's, uh, but, that's why I didn't go there with the hockey side. I mean, him guaranteeing win and buries a hat trick. Like that's, oh, that's as legendary as it gets. So um, take us through a little, a, a few more of your teammates. Maybe the, the who is the greatest player you ever played with, Michael, at, at the NHL level? Uh, um. It'd probably be a toss-up for for Rick Nash and Marion Gabrick because wow. Rick Nash just was pre had those a uh, couple concussions when he was sure. the ultimate power forward, yeah. and if he got ahead of steam, you can take the puck off this guy. He was taken into the net, and there was no way you're stopping him. And then I played with Gabby when he scored 40 goals, which is um, you know no easy task. And um, I mean, little pat on my back, I assisted on quite a few of them on the power play. <laughs> But they were both amazing players. Um, Claude Giroux would be up there for probably the best half-all player I've ever seen. Um, I've been fortunate to play with some some great players, some guys in their prime, some guys out of their prime. Uh, I mean, Henrik Lundqvist has got to be up there too. I was with him in his prime, and he is um, – you just look at his stats. They're um, you know incredible. Um, of these three I'm about to name, as a defenseman, which one – sends you into not a panic but where you're on high alert mcdavid has the shot i still think uh crosby's the best player the most complete 
But as far as one-on-one, uh, it's not even a question. It's McDavid. Just with his. So when he when he steps on the ice, are you like, oh? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with him, the scary part is, and some people agree with me, some people disagree. Uh, defenseman, you know, everyone talks about like having a good gap and closing the gap with McDavid. I find it's the opposite. I, I want to give him space because it's it's not often that he's going to shoot through you or he doesn't have the Ovechkin shot where he could literally step over the blue line and beat the goalie clean. With McDavid, he usually beats you one-on-one and he's within the hash mark in either deking the goalie or, or has a, a grade-A chance. So I'd rather let him shoot from the outside as opposed to letting him, giving him, uh, being tight on gap and knowing he's just going to blow me wide or or make me look silly and be on, you know, sports under top 10 every single day. <laughs> but, but that's, that's, uh, in my, in my opinion. So yeah. when you're playing McDavid, like, does your coach have to point it out that you're playing him or I, anything specific yeah. or you guys all know? If you have to point it out, then you're probably going to lose our have that one circled on the calendar. <laughs> he's, he's just that good. Like, look at that, that movie made on Morgan Riley this year. Like, Morgan Riley is one of the best skaters in the league. And he went around him like he was you know, uh, a, a pylon, which he is. And Morgan Riley is one of the best defensemen in the league. But that just goes to show how good uh, Connor is. He's just levels above. Uh, and, and you know what's scary, Michael? I was saying this on Edmonton Radio last week. This, this whole, uh, as bad as this coronavirus epidemic is, and as bad as this is for everybody, for Connor McDavid, who's had some injuries the last couple of years and maybe has brushed himself back a little bit because he's a competitive guy and of course you would do that yeah to just be forced to sit for a little bit and obviously he's going to dry land train and all that but just be forced to sit maybe is the best thing for his career long term i don't know and maybe that's the worst thing for you guys i don't know I, but, but yeah no I, I agree with you that's why if and i know guys have talked about it, if playoffs do happen this year it's going to be a really, really good brand of hockey because everyone's going to be healthy. Yeah. You're, not going into, you're not going into playoffs with bumps and bruises, little little things that you would normally not play on. But obviously, as you said, being competitive guys, um, you're going to play. So if playoffs happen, um, it's going to be, uh, as a fan, it's going to be incredible to watch. It's going to be some great, great hockey. Uh, Michael, before we let you go, you you said Crosby's the best. Um, break down, I liked how you broke down uh, Connor's game. Break down Crosby as a defenseman when he's coming at you, like, and and also how he gets open. Like sometimes he scores goals. You're like, how is Sidney Crosby that wide open? Uh, the best players, the puck seems to find them a, a lot of times. But with with Crosby down low, he's so strong on his edges, on his skates. Um, he can overpower. You can manhandle you in a way. Uh, but with him too, what I still think makes him the best player is his ability to pass the puck on his forehand and his backhand. So yeah, he can score goals, but a lot of guys, whether it's behind the net or down low, you're forcing them to, to their back end. With him, you could force him to his back end, and he's throwing a cross ice saucer pass over two two sticks right on a guy's tape back door for a, for an empty netter. So that's what makes him so good is just his ability to do everything at a high speed, but also be able to do everything on his forehand and his back end. I gotta say, not only do you look the part, <laughs> TSN analyst. But you absolutely nailed this analysis. Like, you could be hired immediately. <laughs> Again, we don't have the money to do it. <laughs> I'll take Razor Brand, I guess. We're Razor Dad, yeah. Hey, hey uh, Michael, what's on the uh, the playlist uh, on these uh, these house parties? Yeah, good uh, Mostly house music. Uh, it's kind of my genre. 
Um, some for me would be old school hip hop, like late nineties, early two thousands. Like that's what I grew up on. So I'll try to mix some of that in with, um, you know, with more of a, I guess a quicker beat, a little more up tempo house beat. Um, but it's different each week. I kind of have something I put together, uh, a rough idea of what I'm going to play. And then I'm going on Instagram live. Some people will request some stuff. Uh, but I try to try to cater to everyone similar to the locker rooms. Um, you know, having to play some older stuff for some of the, the older players and then some new stuff for the, the young little brats coming up in the league. Okay, I, I keep asking our DJ buddy, Ryan Shepard, to do a remix of Billy Joel's My Life because of the opening piano. He hasn't done it, so maybe you can throw that in Friday night. My Life. Okay, I can see what I can do, yeah. Because it goes, it starts with, and then you could bump, bump. So you want it, you want the piano dropped into a beat, I guess? Like, yes. Out of your Tiesto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. No promises. But I'm working on a couple of things. Yeah. All right. My best. I'll try my best. How have you guys been doing? What's been keeping you guys you guys busy? And just trying to get my tripod to go up, and not not that tripod, a different yeah, tripod, I, a real tripod. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> my forearms look like Popeyes right now. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, I've been, Michael. I've been making dice. I'm making dice at home. Wow. That's yeah, that's come to. That's what it's come to. Yeah. My, uh, Michael, we're only we're only a month in. This is this could get dark. Could. I, I know, I know. I'm a little worried <laughs> what happens in the second month here. I know I'm, I'm with you guys. As as long as it warms up though, at least you know that helps a little bit. Like this weather. We had a hailstorm the other day. Today, these winds, like it's this weather is unbelievable here. I didn't sign up for this. I know. I'm, I'm back with you. Cali, that's for sure. I'm with you. And I, and I'm like talking to my buddies back in Alberta and they're like, it's minus 20. I'm like, okay, so I guess I shouldn't be complaining. But at the same time, I really want to complain. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great, but, uh, when it does warm up, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot. Better. Yeah. Here's we'll what all... we, here's what we told ourselves, Michael, uh, when we came back from LA, cause every day is the same. It's nice. Here, you really appreciate those nice days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys found this. It, it, I couldn't believe it. Like The locals in Cali were, were the excited when it rained. I'm like, what? I what know. I know. It, it's just nice every day. I'm like, yeah, I, I want it nice every day. Like, who wants the rain? Like, yeah, who's getting excited yeah. about it? But I guess they're just so used to the consistent good weather. But, I mean, regardless if I lived there for 10 years, I think the good weather, I, I'm okay with no rain. Oh, yeah, me idea. too. And also, when it, when it rains there, it, it's as if it's like a, a minus 40 snowstorm here. Like, everyone forgets how to drive there in the <laughs> rain, and it's chaos. Yeah, everyone acts like a bunch of idiots when it rains, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Michael, this is awesome, man. You're, you were, uh, it was really nice of you to join us and, and do this and, and put on a jacket. <laughs> And I was going to wear a I was like, you know what? It would be the first time I dress up. I figured you guys would appreciate it. Why not? I wore this uh, shirt for you, Michael. This is our uh, buddies in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, nice. player, player Golf makes these uh, shirts. It should be Play uh, Golf if he's going to talk to you. Hopefully, by the end of the summer, we'll all be out golfing the four of us here. I would love that. That'd be great. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope you and your, uh, your family stay safe. All right. Okay. And, uh, Instagram, your concert Friday, what time? Uh, four 30 Eastern. Four 30. I thought it was like eight, nine o'clock at night. I, 
I, I'm up for suggestions. I was going to ask people if they'd rather it later because for West Coast, it's going to be one thirty. But I figure that like happy hour right before people are having dinner. Just yeah. Smash, okay. Yeah, I like smash it. a couple of drinks before, loosen up a little bit. Like okay. That's, that's I like it. Okay. Four thirty. Right. Yeah, but I was thinking about that too. Maybe a post dinner, like when people are really trying to get take it to the next level. Because I mean, they got nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be tuned in. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. A couple hop. Get the tequila for happy hour, and then I'll take care of the rest. All right. Toss your dancing shoes on. Let me take you home. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Pretty good. Thanks, Michael. Okay. Thanks. thanks Michael. Guys. Take care. All right. Everybody, you've got to hang out now. There. He did. Really quick. Oh. What a that guy. That was great. What a nice guy. Man. Now, that was a, uh, you know, you know, seeing someone like him be, uh, I don't know, so positive and calm. And uh, chill, you know, it, uh, it's inspiring. It's cool, man. He's a good dude. And he planned out my Friday now. Yeah, you're going to be all over that Delzato DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine this. You tune in. It's like bad DJ. He's like. Yeah, yeah. What if he's terrible? <laughs> that happened what once. It's like a Tiffany song. And then like a like a light funky one, <laughs> Summer Girls, into I don't know, just bad tunes over and over, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know. This this is not even a lie. I once had a friend who's always was taking pictures with a nice camera, and they handed me the camera once and showed me the picture. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be awesome. They were all horrible. It's like yeah. this person had no clue what they were shooting, and they thought they were like a professional. But I like I got the impression. When Michael said, you know, that he'd play, you know, different tunes for different people in the dressing room. So obviously he is one of those guys on the team that is your DJ on the team. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. That's good training, you know, because you get to know you're trying to make, you know, 25 guys happy. You, you know, you want to, you know, you got to figure out the room a little bit. And that's a good microcosm for making an entire room full of people happy at the clubs like your buddy Ryan Shepard. Make 25 guys happy. The Kristoff story. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me setting up my tripod. <laughs> um, I know I'm going to like Delzato's music. So, uh, yeah, I think we're into the same stuff. So that'll be good. That was fun. Uh, all right. Don't forget, once again, last time, we're on in the mornings again. Uh, Jane Dan from home, brought to you by McDonald's. In the mornings... Uh, starting Tuesday morning, uh, the 14th of April. So check us out, TSN 4 and 5. We'd, uh, we'd love you to spend your mornings with us. Yeah, make sure you keep self-isolating, washing your hands. I just sprayed my hands down. This is the homemade stuff that they have at the, uh, the health food store here in Orono. Um, well, it's 80% alcohol. Okay, well, that'll kill it for sure. That'll kill whatever's on your hands. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I felt a little dirty, there. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's, that's all it. she wrote. Stop. Uh, I hope you have a great week, buddy. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happening. And as yeah. uh, Sean Cullen says, uh, take care, uh, wipe your hands and wash your bum. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I said it wrong. Wash your hands, yeah. wipe your bum. <laughs> wipe your bum. In that order. Well, wash your hands and wash your bum. Uh, throw the, leave the toilet paper on the roll. Jump in the shower. That's what I always say. Again, I still have not bought toilet paper through this entire thing, and I didn't <laughs> have a, any. I didn't have any stockpile. 
You spray down. You get in there and spray down. You feel feels so much better afterward. Bye. Bye. All right. oh. to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up. And he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, Hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.